What's going on guys? Welcome to another episode of the Pardon My Pancreas podcast. Now this last week we've had some interesting developments at the, uh, the FTF Warrior HQ and uh, over the last week I've had to do some insulin adjustments, we've had our sink ha that has a leak and I had to kind of adjust some meals to bounce around some working time. Uh, man, it's been an interesting week to say the least. But today I want to talk to you guys about how to or how I identify blood sugar patterns and then how I can look ahead or look back to determine what needs to happen to smooth those blood sugars out. So without any further ado, let's get into our theme song. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandervecht, and with my co-host Ali Abdul Karim, we welcome you to Pardon My Pancreas. Alright guys, so back in the day, right, when I was early in my diagnosis of type 1 diabetes, I not only did not take care of my diabetes very well, but I used to lie to my endo. That shouldn't come as a surprise to a lot of you, as I'm sure you've had a similar situation. At least I hope I'm not the only one. But I would go to my endocrinologist appointments, right, once every three months or four months, whatever it ended up being, and they'd say the, the famous, where is your blood sugar meter? We need to download it, we need to go over your charts, go over your numbers, and as many of you know, that is a very difficult and somewhat embarrassing time as we go to our endocrinologist and they look over our numbers right in front of us and go, hey, what happened here? <laughs> and you gotta go, hey, uh, I don't know, I'm trying my best, right? And they're like, why were you 300 on Thursday night, April the 27th? And you're like, I have no idea. That was so long ago. Uh, wh wh how, what do you expect to, what do you want me to say? Like, <laughs> and you kind of get stuck. You're like, I don't know what you're supposed to say in these situations, but I know I didn't do a great job. So am I being punished? And it just turns into this weird, awkward relationship where they feel like they're just looking down on you the whole time. Anyways, I used to lie to my endocrinologist because I didn't want to deal with that. So I'd go to my appointments and they'd say, all right, where's your blood sugar tester? And I'd say, oh, darn it, uh, I forgot it. <laughs> what do you know? And they're like, Matt, we need to download this data. Like, you don't understand. We can't, we don't know how to help you if we can't see your blood sugars. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I know. Uh, guess I'll bring it next time. Jeez, gosh darn it. <laughs> and then next time we'll come, right, three months later, hey Matt, uh, where's your blood sugar tester? We'll just download that data real quick. And I'd say, oh, you know what? I lost it. Craziest thing happened. When in reality, guys, it was in my backpack. Like, <laughs> it was two feet away, but I still would lie about it. And I just did not, there's two things, two reasons why. One, I didn't want to be judged for my bad numbers. That was a big part of it. But two, I didn't want those bad numbers on my record. It felt like a report card. And I was like, I don't want people to know forever how bad my blood sugars have been. I'm not gonna give that to you, are you kidding me? And so I would lie about it. And as a result, they were not able to help me at that high caliber level that they should be able to because I didn't give them the opportunity to look at my data, right? And I think that that relationship can be improved, of course, if we have endocrinologists and doctors who are more understanding and a bit more forgiving, right? Where it's, it's less of, you messed up, do better, and more of, oh man, <laughs> did you have some pizza on this one? Like that, that must have been a good meal to shoot you up to 300. All right, so we're gonna try to improve a little bit. Maybe next time we aim for 250, all right, buddy? You know what I mean? So we can have that conversation change, but I think it's also important to take this into our own hands. And I have done the same over the years. Now my endocr endocrinologist and I are cool. 
we're, we're buddies, we're pals, and she has given me uh, full reign over my diabetes control because she knows that I get it. I understand what I'm doing, uh, but a lot of people don't feel that confidence or have not been given that power by their endocrinologist, and I want to give you a little bit of that power in yourself today. I want you to feel empowered to have a look at your own data. So step number one is gonna to be to document. And I know, oh Matt, that, that term sounds terrible, it sounds scientific and boring, and I don't wanna do it. I totally get it. Because not only are you testing your blood sugars in order to document, but you have to document. <laughs> that sounds so boring, right? I know, I totally get it. Nobody wants to do that. Like, let's be real. No one wants to take the time to write their blood sugars down. I know that I didn't even wanna do that, and I only did it because I was studying my blood sugars, right? I was researching and experimenting, that's why I documented. It wasn't fun for me, all right? <laughs> At least I don't, I hope you don't think it was fun for me. It's, that part is not fun. The finding patterns, that part's fun because it finally makes sense and you can understand why your blood sugars did what they do, but you can't find the patterns if you don't take the time to document, okay? So step number one is you do have to document. And now you might be thinking, Matt, Okay, look, we got this, this trending journal right here, right? This thing is three months of documentation. Do I have to document for three months? I'm, let's be real, I'm not gonna do that. Good news for you, all right? You don't have to do it for three months. In fact, you don't even have to do it for one month. I would recommend doing it for one week and seeing what you come across, because I guarantee you, you will find some trends and patterns, but, and here's the part that I wanna read to you guys, it's not even a week long that you need to document for to find those trends and patterns. If you notice something happening consistently for three days or longer, that constitutes a pattern. That constitutes a trend in your blood sugar management where you may be able to take a deeper look and potentially change some settings, whether it's in your insulin or your exercise or your pre-bolus or your hydration, whatever it is, three days seems to be that magic number. So I'm gonna pull this out and read to you a small piece of the trending journal, all right? So inside the trending journal, we got the introduction where I go over uh, fitness, nutrition, mindset, diabetes management. I'm going to read to you guys a piece of the trends and patterns, all right? So here we go. I've been told that three days of relatively similar data, i.e. seeing high blood sugars in the morning for three days straight, is a good indicator that you found a trend. Three is the magic number that should raise suspicions that something is up. However, three days of data only works if you've been able to keep all or most of the other variables like sleep, workouts, meals, meditation, medication, etc., constant. I'm gonna pause there for a second. How many of you have kept everything constant for the last three days, let alone two days, right? <laughs> Keeping things constant does take uh, awareness. You have to like purposefully keep things constant. It's usually not an accident to keep the same schedule, right? I mean, at least for me, I have to consciously choose I am going to test this theory out, this blood sugar, this uh, pattern, I'm choosing to keep things constant. Usually you wanna have your own schedule and just do whatever you want. So keeping things constant, that's gonna be a huge piece of the puzzle for testing for trends and patterns, okay? And you don't have to do it forever, okay? It's for these three days. Uh, if you notice wacky blood sugars during every day, yet you change your schedule, your activity levels, your types of foods and other variables, then you'll have a rough time isolating the other areas that might be causing fluctuations in your blood sugars. You do not have to keep everything consistent indefinitely. There it is. However, during any testing phases, collecting data to test fasting blood sugar, basal insulin needs, bolus insulin needs, hormone levels, insulin sensitivity levels, etc., it is necessary to limit any variables that are in our control. For example, you know what, I'll stop there. You guys can read it. You know, I know you have this journal. 
but you see that the three days, three is the magical number here. If you notice, you're waking up every morning three days in a row with high blood sugar, there's a pattern, right? There's something going on. You might need to make an adjustment to your insulin or to your exercise or stop snacking in the middle of the night when you wake up hungry without insulin, right? There's, there's always a reason for these things. Sometimes they're a lot less obvious, right? Like Dom phenomenon, a change in the body's hormones or liver dumping glucose. There's different things that go on behind the scenes that can make it more difficult for you to identify them. But for the most part, there's usually one or two, one or two small tweaks that you can make to help avoid these things from happening in the first place and prevent them, right? So, um, and by the way, if you don't have the trending journal already, go grab that at trendinghealthjournal.com. It is one of the most valuable tools that I have been able to use and give to the diabetic community. It's fantastic. Like I mentioned, it has a couple chapters in the beginning on fitness, how it affects blood sugars, nutrition and blood sugars and diabetes management and mindset and all that great stuff. There's chapters on that and then it leads into a three month journal. But again, you're not meant to fill it out three months every single day in a row. I haven't even done that. Right? That's a lot of documenting. What you want to use it for is testing phases, looking for trends and patterns. That's why it's called trending. You're trying to identify the trends and patterns in your diabetes management that need change. That way you can help prevent things from happening in the first place and stop going on those roller coaster days where you start high and then you go low because you have too much insulin, then you overtreat or overcorrect at lunch because you feel low and terrible, and then you go way high again. It's just all day long, up and down. The Trending Health Journal helps you to identify these patterns and trends so that you can avoid that mess in the first place, okay? So if you don't have it yet, go to trendinghealthjournal.com, grab your copy ASAP. It's gonna be a game changer, I guarantee. This is the exact system that I use when I was experimenting and going through all different phases. But anyways, what we're looking for here is to start documenting, but realize you don't have to document for three months straight the very least though, it should be three days to look for those trends and patterns. Am I going high at certain times of the day? Am I going low certain times of the day? What am I noticing after certain meals or after certain exercises, right? This journal helps you to identify that. And I want you to find those trends and patterns. I guarantee you it will improve your overall quality of life because it takes a lot of your attention away from diabetes because you're not worried about it all the time, right? And you're able to focus more of your attention on enjoying life. So. Document. Make sure you document for at least three days, sometimes up to a week can be helpful to really figure out what your blood sugars are doing and find those trends and patterns. It helps so much to see it laid out in front of you, right? And once you are able to find those trends and patterns, that is where you loop in your doctors, your endocrinologists, or if you're like me and you've been given the reins because they trust you, that is where you make those changes. Make the necessary changes to adjust your insulin, to adjust your pre-bolus, to adjust your diet, your exercise, whatever it is, and then you fine tune from that point on. And diabetes becomes a heck of a lot less effort, uh, a lot less time being devoted to it, and all that time and effort can go then to enjoying life, pursuing your dreams, and being happy, right? And that's what I'm after. I hope you guys are too. That sounds like a great life to me. So, I wanted to keep this episode short, but essentially, that's what I use to identify my own trends and patterns. I actually, at the beginning of this whole quarantine thing, I had to increase my overall insulin, my basal insulin, by about 18%. And the reason I know it's 18% is because I used the journal and I did the math out and now my blood sugars are coasting stable. I think I've been in range. I don't even know how long I've been, but like it gets so much easier. I just want you guys to realize that you don't have to, to struggle as much as you are when you understand why your blood sugars are doing what they're doing. 
okay? So if you don't have it yet, I highly recommend going to grab that Trending Health Journal at trendinghealthjournal.com. And I uh, hope you guys are staying active as well, but that's a whole nother podcast. Maybe we'll hit that one next week. All right, guys, hope you're having an amazing day Have uh, and having some, stable, having some stable blood sugars and uh, just enjoying your time while you're in this new atmosphere of, of whatever we're calling this. I don't even know. Stay at home, quarantine, um, social distancing. There's so many different names for it, but try to find the silver lining, right? All right, last time, go to trendinghealthjournal.com, grab the Trending Health Journal, and uh, I will see you guys in the next episode. Keep up the fight.